this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. Another episode of the Hot Nerd Podcast. How are you doing today? I hope that things are going just great. Great for you. I got to tell you, you know, I'm always doing pretty good. Still doing the social media fast. So I've got a bunch of messages. So let me pause here and just say this. I'm very much alive. Okay. I'm alive. (laughs) I don't know. Like, it means a lot. Don't take this the wrong way. It means a lot to me that people have, have, have been reaching out to me. I opened up LinkedIn the other day to share with you guys about some of the uh, new stuff I had going on with WTFRM, the audiobook that we just put out for free here on the podcast, all that kind of sort of stuff. And holy cow, like I had messages after messages. After just just if, if they were physical letters, they would probably fill a room, it seemed like at this point. Um, Everybody's just like, hey, where you at? Hey, what's going on? Hey, how have you been? Hey, I haven't heard from you in a little while. Hey, I've noticed you're kind of quiet. Hey. And so that means a ton to me. Can I just say how how awesome you all are just, just to start with? Um, but I was going to pause here and just say that I'm good. Like just to, and I've mentioned this, but maybe I'll just kind of re-mention it here is that I've just taken some time to disconnect from the social media aspect of kind of what it is that I do here in the hot nerd stuff. Right. So I've gotten away from it in my personal life too, just to really, I don't know, just try to, this is going to sound all squishy, but just trying to be really more mindful about what I'm doing throughout the day. Uh, because you kind of catch yourself. I know I did. I had like all this crap on my phone. And what I mean by crap is like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and this news app and that news app and, you know, 14 different email accounts. And then you guys know I have a day job too. So I'm carrying around two cell phones most of the time with me wherever I'm going in life and then connected to a computer with all that same stuff and more on it. And I just found myself where, you know, I'd be working on stuff and I would get into one of those little grooves where it's like, I've got like five minutes to kill. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to look at Instagram and just zone out. Or I, I would go down the YouTube rabbit hole a little bit, or I would go down, um, you know, the, the LinkedIn rabbit hole a little bit and then start reading stuff and then getting into chatting with people and comments and this and that and the other. It's just taken a lot of my uh, my bandwidth as far as, you know, just just thoughts, right? Just time to sit down and kind of be with oneself and kind of think. And I like to, I'm a journaler, I'm a nerd. So I like to journal and doodle and sketch and just kind of be present with me for a little bit. And it was kind of taking a lot of that, that away from me. It was, it was absorbing really that time, right? So I just deleted it all. Like, and I, I mean, I deleted it off my phone. So I still have LinkedIn. I still have Instagram. I still have all that stuff out there. But now I have to be more purposeful in, in, in using it, right? I have to actually open up my computer. I have to type it in. I have to log in. And guess what? I found out I'm super lazy. I'm not going to do that very often. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just not going to do that unless there's a real need to do that. And so it's, that's why I've been calling it my social media fast. And I keep saying 10 out of 10 would recommend you should try it. You should definitely give it a shot. It's nice to get away from just that, just that constant buzz of stuff. Stuff and the news stuff as well too, right? Because it's just nice to get away. I deleted all the news apps off my phone. There you go. I'm, I'm kind of like to be in the modern world. I'm pretty disconnected. Says the guy talking to you through your ear holes on a podcast. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's been kind of nice. Not saying I won't go back to using it more than what I'm using it now. I'm just really enjoying that time, and I'm taking that free time, as I mentioned, to be more. 
um, more focused, right? Just, just more purposeful in what I'm doing at any given moment, taking that time to write more, to, to just think, ponder, to read more. So that's one thing that I've been doing with a lot of that time is just sitting down and, and the time that I have in the mornings where I would normally get like a cup of coffee and chill on my phone for 20, 30 minutes, I'm getting a cup of coffee and I'm going outside and I'm reading a book, right? Or I get some downtime instead of scrolling through social media or responding to stuff in social media, I'm taking that time to go get another cup of coffee and go read some more books, <laughs> Or I'm taking that time to get an, another cup of coffee. <laughs> you see a theme here. Another cup of coffee. Uh, and then taking my phone and using it to call like my family members. Like my, my, my mom lives back east. So taking time every day that I would normally use to just like scroll and kind of waste. Let's just call it waste, right? To use that to catch up with people. Call old folks that I've worked with, you know, long, long ago, many, many jobs ago. Using that time to call family members. Using that time to just walk outside and like take a walk around the block. Uh, or taking that time to listen to some podcast that I've not had time to listen to because I'm too busy with social media stuff. So there you go. It's not for everybody. Not telling you that you, you should, but maybe you should try it. Give it, a, give it a little bit of a try. See if you like it. I will tell you that uh, it's been it's been good. It's been fun. I've again ten out of ten would recommend. I, I I like it. I like it. So there's the answer. So I'm I, I'm, not, I'm I guess I need to do this a couple times more. Um, because folks, you know, not everyone like listens through with every episode. So maybe I just need to continue to scatter this message that I'm very much alive. Thank you all. Continue to reach out. I will get back to you. I promise I will. I've been slowly responding to some of you in those times when I do log in. Just be like, hey, I'm alive. Miss you too. Talk to you soon you know, kind of stuff. But here's the, here's the grand message that I'm alive. I'm doing good. Stay in touch. Send me an email, sam at thehopner.com. Head to the website, www.thehopner.com. And back to some of the stuff I've been working on. Check out the latest book, WTFRM. You can try before you buy. You can try and not buy. That's totally cool too, because we have the entire audiobook version of it in the past episodes of the podcast. So just go back and listen through. Uh, and if you do like it and you do want to, you think it's groovy, you think it's neat, you think it's cool, and you want to show us some love, go pick up the paperback on Amazon. That's down in the show notes below. And then pick up copies of any of the other books that I've written. Safety Sucks, both of them. Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the state of profession they don't tell you about. And Safety Sucks, the manifesto. All available. All great ways to show us some love. And if you don't want to do that, I'm cool. You can just leave us uh, some comments. You can just leave us a review of the books. That helps us a lot. Just give the podcast some stars. That helps us a, an absolute shit ton, too. It lets us continue to bring you this message. It lets me continue to focus on what I love doing, which is trying to make work just suck a little bit less, make safety suck just a little bit less. So if you appreciate that mission, if you appreciate what we're doing here, again, anything from a review to picking up a book helps us in that goal. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I always feel the need to throw that in there uh, is thank you. Thank you for continuing to follow along with us. We're at like 200 some episodes, written a bunch of books that most of you have picked up too. And I'm telling you, it just blows my mind the amount of love and support that you send our way in all things that we have done over the past couple of years. So, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, thank you each and every one of you. Today, I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk about something that I talk about a little bit. <laughs> in the book WTFRM, what the fuck really matters. Um, I don't remember what, what part it is in the audiobook, so if you want to go back and listen to it, you can, like the actual story, but I wanted to share with you some of this idea around how we fix work, right? How we like to try to fix work. And fix is uh, probably not the right term. A lot of times we probably uh, fuck up work, but we call it fixing, right? We call, we, we call it fixing. 
And what typically happens is something boom, kapow, splat, something bad happens, right? Um, there's smoke, there's fire, there was carnage, it was really bad, like something not good happened. And now we have to respond. We have to respond and we have to fix things. We have to fix that which is broken, right? We have to fix something. And you can insert whatever story you want here. You have tons and tons and tons of these horrific fixing endeavors that we go on too. You've seen them. You've been there. You know You know how this goes. But the story that I used in the book was about some scaffold builders, a scaffoldist, as they tell me, have told me for a very long time that they prefer to be called. Um, the person that I think about when I say that, I, I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, you and the carpenters and, you, and he's like, wait, 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 I'm not a carpenter. Like I build scaffold. I'm a scaphologist. Like I, that always stuck out with me. And I continue to carry that term, that term forward <laughs> since that, uh, since that encounter. Um, but basically some scaphologists had built some scaffold. They had done a kick-ass job. They put it up. I mean, perfect, perfect scaffold. Just close your eyes and imagine that like the most beautiful freaking scaffold extending into the heavens that you have ever seen before. There was some weld work that was done up in the overhead that the scaffold was was gaining, giving those welders access to. They kicked kicked ass too, knocked it out of the park, come down, scaphologists come back in, tore down the scaffold, and it was like it, it had never been there. I mean, it was just amazing, right? It's beautiful. Um, beautiful work. I mean, just just awesome. Job well done all the way around. It was like an emergent job, so it, like this needed to get done. It needed to get done yesterday. They just all kicked serious ass and made it happen, right? Not something that they weren't even planning on doing that day. And they made it happen. All those groups came together and fixed a problem, right? They did work. They got shit done. The scaphologist um, that I'm thinking about in this particular story gets back to the shop and goes, hey, um, something feels a little funky in my eye. Okay. Starts rubbing and digging at the eye and then starts going, that still feels pretty funky to me. I think there might be something in my eye. So it goes, hangs their head under the shop sink you know, flush, 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 flush. No better, no worse. Red puffy eye. Something's definitely in the eye, right? So the scaphologist at this point is like, okay, there's, def there's definitely something in my eye. And more importantly, whatever is in my eye needs to come out of my eye. Notifies their supervisor. Supervisor says, yeah, looks like there's something in there. Let's see what we can do to get that out. Uh, tried a couple bottles of eye wash. No better, no worse. Realizing now that uh, this wasn't going to be, you know, just a flush it out easy kind of fix. Got them uh, to a clinic, got the uh, got some chunk of got like a chunk of metal. It was like a chunk of metal, some type of like metal shaving, little, little small, near microscopic piece of metal that, again, I've had stuff in my eye. You've had stuff in your eye too. Don't, doesn't have to be big right, to cause you some serious headache. Uh, and but got it out, got it out. Some prescription eye drops later. You know, all is good. Within a few days, no, no problem. Eye is fine, right? Eye is completely fine. You know, I got to throw some caffeine in in between some of these uh, some of these stories. But look, where we're at right now, right? Kicked ass, got work done, had a very minor injury to the eye. Employee trusted employer enough to say, "Hey, I got something in my eye." Employer initially responded by, "Okay, let's get that shit out of your eye. Let's let's get this fixed." Got it fixed. All seems well. But you know, you know that's not where the story ends. I mean, you're already envisioning where this is going. You know where this is going because for all my folks that uh, have come from organizations with a hyper focus on OSHA recordability, you already heard prescription eye drops, right? You already heard me talking about going to a clinic and your skin. And already started to crawl going, God, I know how this is going to go, right? You, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. And I will, I will share, I, I will, I will, <laughs> I will not share with you the entire horrific details about the analysis of the event and all this kind of other wonky stuff that goes around it. But let's, let's jump to the point of how we, how we fixed 
fixed things, right? So very quickly, very quickly, it was determined by this organization that this employee failed to don an appropriate level of PPE for the task at hand. What we're saying is your fault, blame, instant blame, right? Instant blame. And so what had happened? Let's let me back up just a little bit and say what had happened is the weld crew that apparently they had linked that uh, through this investigation, linked back that through some of their grinding and welding activities, there had been some very light, maybe metal shaving, some debris that was left behind. And in the process of tearing down the scaffold, some of that debris had managed to get into the person's eye. Um, the appropriate level of PPE thing comes into play because they're like, well, they should have seen that. They should have been more situationally aware to know that that was there. And bad weld crew, you should have lived, you should have left your work area cleaner than how you found it as well. And which they did clean, they cleaned, they cleaned, they cleaned what they thought they needed to clean. And guess what? There was still a little bit of stuff left there. So what ultimately happened? Let's talk about the blame piece of it. So the, the, the injured employee was almost immediately fired for said violation that we just threw out there. Um, the, the crew, the rest of the scaffolding crew, the scaffologists, were, several of them were, pla were placed on unpaid leave for about a week, three days, three days to a week, something like that, if my memory serves me correctly, um, for failing to stop an unsafe act. They should have seen that that employee was putting themselves in danger by failing to don an appropriate level of personal protective equipment, and they should have stopped in with their da -da 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 magic stop work card and stopped that from happening. The weld crew, the weld crew, they didn't get uh, canned. They didn't get put off work without pay. But they had to go on basically like a roadshow around the organization talking about the importance of leaving your work area cleaner than how you found it. Because if you don't, you could kill your, your fellow coworker. You could blind them with your, metal, with your metal debris. So they were basically put out in front of the entire organization as a look at these horrible employees. Don't be like these horrible employees. So from there, I mean, it just continued to spiral. You can you can just throw in, just make up some really shitty corrective actions, and you're probably right. I mean, I'll just tell you that you're you're probably right. Uh, beyond that, kind of back to the PPE piece of it, that's what they did next. What do we do? Let's throw PPE at the problem. So they come up with this idea, and you've seen them, I've seen them, I've worn them, you've probably worn them at some point too in your career, where they're like, you know, that's just not enough. That's just not enough. You know, an a scaphologist up there balancing, balancing and climbing and part passing and hammering and screwing and ratcheting on stuff. That's entirely too easy, right? That We need to make this much riskier. So let's not only put them in standard PPE, but let's have them wear what was commonly referred to as the hockey mask. That kind of thingamajig that's like a face shield with like spoggle goggle things built into it, right? So not only do you have to wear your hard hat, your your gloves, your long sleeves, your your boots, your everything else that you got to have, and then you got to have hearing protection on you and everything else too, but now we're going to make you wear this freaking hockey mask while you're climbing those God knows how many feet up into the overheads to assemble scaffolding. We're going to make you do it now virtually blind. You're going to have to do it blind, all in the name of dun dun dun, dun safety, right? All in the name of dun dun dun, dun make you more safe, going to fix your work for you because clearly you had an injury. You don't know how to do your work. So let me just stop here. Let me just stop here and ask. You know, there's a bunch of decision points when we have an event. There's a bunch of bunch of things where we get to kind of decide <laughs> what direction we're going to go. Uh, and even as I mentioned in, in the book, WTFRM, I, I don't give you like that A, B, C, pick one, choose your own adventure kind of book, but just take a minute. I just want you to take a minute and, and, and just stop 
and maybe a few, maybe get up, walk around the room and ask yourself, how would I respond to this type of event? How, how would your organization respond to this type of an event? As a leader, as a safety practitioner, as a person in that organization, what path would you choose? So with some ideas flooding it to your mind, let's just label this decision point. Let's reduce this way down, this interaction, this intersection of company and employee. Let's just boil this down and say that it's, let's say that it has a high potential of meaning, right? This employee is trusting enough of the organization to bring forth a problem. In this particular case, an injury to their eye. Let's just say that the decisions that we make from here forward, how we react, how we respond, all of that stuff, moving forward, that it has a high level of potential meaning. Let's reduce it down even farther and say that it has the ability to be either be positive or negative. Let's be a little bit more reductionist and say that in this moment and beyond that we will either unleash a positive or negative chain of events. We'll either create something meaningful or meaningless. Now, let's think back about what just happened. Let's think back about um, all of the fixes fixes, right? It makes me kind of throw up in my mouth a little bit to even say that. But let's just say all those corrective actions, were those meaningful or, or, or were they meaningless? Did they cause more good than harm or more harm than good? I think I know the answer. I know the answer. You know the answer. So let's let's just recap a little bit. So the injured employee was fired, right? <laughs> the crew had a week off without pay. The welding crew, they were blamed, shamed. They were punished, right? They, on their little road show of, of don't be like us. Don't be horrible employees like us. Care more about yourself and your coworkers. All that kind of sort of stuff. The, the crew rolling around saying, remember to clean your scalpel because if you don't, it's going to be really bad. So what was accomplished? Let's say that it was not good. And we know it was not good. So what had they actually accomplished through those, through those actions? Was their response meaningful or meaningless? Did they make work easier or harder? Did they make it easier or harder to create safety? Did they make work suck more or less? And you know the answers, right? You know the answers. What do we typically do? We find ourselves in a very similar situation, and we need to be thinking the thing through before we get to the point of going, oh, were our fixes actually fixes, or did they just cause that much more harm? So in this case, due to a minor injury, a recoverable injury, the entire workforce was subjected to being fixed, right? And, and nothing was actually fixed. It looks more like a solution in search of a problem, in safety theater at best, and you know, again, when I hear stuff like this, I'm not so sure that there was ever anything there that required fixing to begin with. And I know, oh God, there was, a, there was an event. There always has to be something. But the brutal fact of this is, is that they, things are often just made much, much worse. So you had an employee, a seasoned, skilled carpenter, good person with tons of experience, loyal to that company. They had an issue at work. It was an injury to their eye. They took on the risk, and it's always a risk to report something. It's always a risk to say something. They took on that risk. They were trusted enough of the organization to report the problem. In response, the organization basically crucified them, tarred and feathered their crew, flogged the group that was nearest to them, the, 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 the welders, and then just made life that much shittier for the overall workforce. What environment are we creating with that? Number one, we're not fixing anything. We're just making work harder. 
um, we're putting them in PPE that now is just actually increasing the risk. So we're, we're going to say, we're basically saying that I would much rather have you look like you're being more saferist while increasing your risk of falling to your death than even have the opportunity to maybe get a little something in your eye, which sounds extremely dumb because it, it is, right? That, that That's really, really dumb. I'll take the eye injury. I'll take the little speck of metal in the eye over falling to my death. Just me, just saying. Uh, and again, we're, we're not really fixing anything. We're not fixing anything. But even worse, we're creating an environment in which reporting is just not even possible. People do not have the ability to be honest with you anymore because why the hell would I report that? If I'm sitting there as a casual observer within this organization, if I am a person, <coughs> excuse me as I choke on my energy drink here, if I'm sitting there in that crew and I say, look what happened to, to Bob there. Um, well, if I get something in my eye, I'm definitely not bringing that up because I kind of like being employed. Um, and then if I see someone else who gets something in their eye, I'm going to spin them this cautionary tale too. And a very valid one of like, don't report that. Come on, let's go. Uh, we'll go get it out of your eye, but don't tell anybody. That's our fixes. That's our fixes in a nutshell. So back to the point, meaningful or meaningless. You got to think it through. Are you creating more harm than good or more good than harm? Not all fixes are fixes, <laughs> right? Not all fixes are good. And in some, time, in some cases, we might, not, we might not need to be fixing work at all. And in all those cases, we need to really stop and think through what the hell we think we're fixing to begin with before we just jump out of the frying pan into the fire and just start throwing fixes against the wall, like more PPE, firing people, telling people to care more. We need to actually think through what it is that we're trying to do. We get so obsessed, so obsessed with fixing things and fixing, them th fi fixing those things so fast fixing them yesterday, basically before the event happened, that we don't take time to think and to, to, let me get some words out, to really think through what it is that we're, we're really trying to accomplish here. What are the unintended and intended consequences of these fixes? Love to hear your thoughts. Sam Goodman at thehopnerd.com, right? Sam Goodman at thehopnerd.com. Yeah, thehopnerd at gmail.com, the website, www.thehopnerd.com. Yeah, all that kind of sort of stuff. Like I said, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on social media, but I'm not, so you can go add all that stuff too, follow along there. Check out the books. If you haven't listened to the free audiobook version of WTR Film, scroll on back through the podcast. Make sure you listen through. Leave us reviews and stuff wherever you can leave reviews. That helps us a ton. Until next time, Sam Goodman, The Hot Nerd, signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>